That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? <laughs> Morgan's flexing. <laughs> In the camera. Oh my god! Because it look, it, I look so defined. The, you know, the, the, those dark lines, that that hazelnut mocha complexion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello everyone! We're back with that L Word podcast. Another great episode. Um, yeah, we got a we 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 have all great. Uh, you just said another one. I huh? said another. Oh, okay, great episode. I'm gonna say another. Yeah, it is another. The last one was great, and the one before that. And the one that haven't, haven't haven't even happened yet will be great as well. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a mouthful, actually. It was. Um, it's gonna be an interesting one today. Um, this is from a listener. It is from a listener. It is. It is from a listener. Uh, and so, little story. And I'm gonna keep this as as long as I possibly can. <laughs> but. We dabble in different stuff, right? We 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 as in as investors in, in property, as uh, investors in the market, uh, investors in business, investors in others, and investors in ourselves, right? So we're very diverse. Me and you, Jody, like, and the, most of the people that we talk to, and that's just the world these days. Like, m- most people are going in more than one direction because uh, they say diversify, and so as I. I am in property and investing and stuff too. And I, I was like, man, I, I mean, I don't have enough stuff to do. Let me start another company. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> and so, um, I started the company, and it, you know, I know that I, at this level of my life, I'm thinking further ahead. Right? You, you, you got to think further ahead because what they say. And I'm only 43. I turned 44 this year. I ain't no spring chicken anymore. And so the, the company I was going to start, or I am starting, or I have started, damn, let me say that correctly, yeah. I have started is a landscaping and lawn. And with that, to grow, you can't do it by yourself. Like, you can be chucking the truck and be your own guy and, and, and actually make a pretty good living. But if you want to make or create where you don't have to be the single point of failure – you got to hire employees, or covered in grass all the time. Or you, co- yeah, or be covered in grass all like literally all the time. And there's certain people that are cutting ten to twelve hours a day, seven days a week, right? And like you, you, will you make a lot of money? Yes, like more money than people think, right? But you won't have a life, and so the only way to combat that is to hire the right people, train them the right way, and. Lead the team. Lead the team and then pray that they do everything that you taught them to do. <laughs> that's the hard part, right? And as I was talking to the one day, my friend that gave me this the list for the podcast, right, is like it's hard to find good people. It's, it is hard to find good people. We're dealing with not only a shortage of income for them, but there is a – when you're looking for people to do certain types of work, then there's a certain demographic, right? That that, that sometimes that you fall uh, prey to, and in the lawn care industry, there's some great people that we call like roughneck type blue collar workers that get out there and get sweaty and dirty and get grass all over them. 
Um, but finding really good people in any industry is becomes difficult. But then you have to start to decide, like, is, is what are we looking for? Are we looking for talent? Are we looking for skill? Are we looking for soft skills? Are we looking for a certain type of, uh, understand a certain profession? Uh, and so as we look for these people, we're like, man, we realize, unless you know, you get people, skill can be, skill can be taught, right? Mm -hmm. You can teach a skill like that is, but there's certain things that you can't teach, right? Um, as we, as I interview like a few people, I realized how so true that he is because before the Marine Corps would just give you people and say, hey, here's here's 10, make them great. Well, and, and to be fair, the military in general takes <clears throat> humans, puts them through this couple-month process. Indoctrination. Scrubs them clean <laughs> of all, supposedly, all old bad habits. Brainwashes them, yeah. Yeah, Us. I mean, it's, yeah. Indoctrinates <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... <clears throat> and then provides you as the end user a standard operating person uh, from a military perspective. It, of course, it doesn't actually happen like that, but to some degree it does, and yeah. especially more so than in corporate America. You you know that everybody's been trained or at least exposed certain to level. the same level. When you get them, they're, at a, they're yes. at a certain So even if they're not doing the thing, <clears throat> you know they've been trained or taught the, the thing. Yeah. So then you can hold them accountable for that, and and, and it's really um, it's really set setting standards. Yes, that's the that's the biggest piece. So as we talk, as I interview these people, and he also the the one that the person that gave me the list also interviews people as well, right? For his company. With that being said, we have the kind of the same interaction with people, and so he gave me a list the other day, and he was like, "Man, you look at this list. Check this list out." And I was like, he sent it to me. I was like, where do you get this from? Because this is this is right on point. And so this is this is the list, right? Ten things that require zero talent. Number one, being on time. Number two, work ethic. Number three, effort. Number four, body language. Number five, energy. Number six, attitude. Number seven, passion. Number eight, being coachable. Number nine, doing extra. Number 10, being prepared. The 10 things that require zero talent. So we're going to break them down. We are. And it, but it stands like, if we could, if we could, if I could find an employee that had this, like, through the door, like this is the way people make good money, right? And so, but a lot of times, what I've noticed in a lot of uh, what I've been watching, especially as I coach and I, we talk about hiring processes and things like that, I, and I practice what I preach, right? I do believe that, you know, first we're gonna have a phone call. We're probably gonna have more than one, actually, and we're gonna talk, and you gotta give them actionables, even as an app, uh, applicant, right? Um, and then, like, when we meet, that's it's the filtering system. We get down to that point, right? And then they give you a resume. They say, this is what I've done. This is what I can do for you. But what you don't see are these things, right? You don't know their work ethic, right? Because we both know just because paper look good don't mean you look good, you mm -hmm. know, in, in person. Uh, and, 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 and 
when it comes down to what you do or, or being on time or effort. Like these things are not just easily learned through an interview. One hour, two hours, three hours. It's I believe like when especially when you're when you're bringing on people to your team and 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 this I'm gonna say this is I'm gonna get this to Jody. This is one thing I know about Jody, right? Is that one thing that he loves the most is building teams. I do love to build a team. Right. And I've always that's what and so I always think about that. Like what is it what does it take to build the right team? And like the skill is is teachable. We keep saying I, I keep saying that the skill is teachable, but like what are we looking for? And so how and so what I would go into this list by is like how do you find people that do this? Like how I think this that would make this more beneficial. Benefit beneficial. Beneficial. Like I'm going to get it out there sooner or later. I think that would make this more beneficial. Because like just saying, like just talking through, like being on time and all that, like, okay, we can have a conversation. But how do you find somebody that is, that that finds time valuable? That that like my time time is a pet peeve for me. I don't like I like being early, mm -hmm. right? What? Let's start it off. Number one, being on time. How do you find somebody that finds that important? When I think of time, being on time, I think of respect. Mm. All of these things boil down. And I was just starting to kind of write notes. Because, again, we came up with this in the truck, not even driving here, like in the parking lot. Um, well, not this one because your, your friend, yeah. the listener, one yeah. of our listeners sent it in. But we don't plan nope, any of no this stuff out yet. So when I think of time, I think of respect. Being on time equals being respectful of the rest of the team. And so questions I would ask somebody, you know, in, in the interview process is maybe like, what do you consider respectful and disrespectful? How do you show respect? And maybe oh asking God. them, I mean, damn, I got no paper today. <laughs> maybe asking them that question. How do you show respect to the rest of the team? And if that person comes back and says something like, well, Showing up on time is a sign. Of, I mean, now you're starting to get these key indicators that somebody values time or just asking them the simple question. How do you value your time? And they might be able to tell you, you know, I, I value time in the sense that I, there's work time and then there's me time and then there's family time or whatever. How, but how do you, how do you, how, how do you filter through the bull? It's, it's, I think that's hard. And, okay. and I've, I've got a thought for you, right? As we go through this list and you're, you're developing the ideal person, the ideal yeah, worker. Yeah, oh, because I'm totally, when we get done with this, I'm going to re-listen to this one and hire people like this. Well, and you, you <laughs> were telling me about a young man, I think, that came into your life and, you know, is, is, might be a part of this. Correct. And you were telling me about all the positive things about this young the guy. Dude, yeah, really I really respect where he's at. Okay. Uh, who else does he know that holds the same values as him? Oh, he's from out of town. Okay. Yeah. But here's the deal. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Whenever you find together. somebody, yeah. and chances are, <clears throat> let's say you hire him, and he's he's working out, he's doing great, Hold and on. then he starts to spread. Hold on. But my wife and my daughter referred him to me, and they know what I expect. Mm-hmm. 
So the, there it is. The first thing is look at your network. Yeah. And I talk to, <clears throat> to companies about this all the time. Your, your best recruiting tool is your retention. If your team is satisfied and happy coming to work every single day, you're not going to have a retention problem. You're actually going to have a recruiting problem. Because, and I don't mean the, the negative recruiting problem, I mean the positive one. It's a high-quality problem. Mm -hmm. You're going to have people banging on the door saying, I want in. And you're going to have to give them the two-handed salute and say, sorry, we don't have any space right now, but we'll keep you in mind. Because if your people are happy, they're well-paid, they're well-fed, they're, they're passionate, they're happy about what they're doing, they're going to go out and tell their friends. And the second side of that is whenever they've got a friend who they recommend for the job, you can guarantee that they hold a lot of the same values because if I'm willing to put my name to somebody in an organization that I'm heavily vested in and very happy in, mm -hmm. it means that I'm, I know that person well enough to say, Hey Morgan, I'm putting my name to this person. They're worth bringing into our team. That you've got to build that first. Now chicken and egg, right? Which one comes first? You've got to find those one or two people that you can establish that team where they're starting to develop that culture and, and, really the climate of the day-to-day -day work where they're happy and they're going out and telling their friends or, you know, this young guy when he's out hanging out with somebody and they're, you know, the other, the other person's <laughs> like, Oh man, I hate my job. I don't want to go in tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, I love working for Morgan. I love the company that I work for. Then that person's going to say, Whoa, what's going on here? It's that network that you've got to, and that's why I love organizations like the Veterans Business Collective and all these other, you know, networking organizations, that one specifically, because it's near and dear to our hearts. But you've got people that are that are like-minded and willing to put their name to somebody when somebody says, Hey, I'm looking for, for I'm looking for talent. So I would also say that you're not looking for workers, you're not looking for employees, you're looking for talent. And to your point, these are 10 things that require zero talent, but these are 10 things that make talented people better at what they do. Ooh, that was a good one. I just came to me. That was a good one right there. <laughs> I heard it coming out. I was like, I'm getting some wisdom right now. I don't know what to do. Now, that was, the, no, that was, damn. So this is like the foundation. Yeah. And when I talk about leading like a coach with clients, I, you know, I talk about establishing what every player on the field has to do. So if you look at a soccer team, every player on the field has to be able to, I don't know, run a certain amount, you know, basically run for 45 minutes yeah. and, not, and everybody's going to be like, what about the goalie? Well, the goalie's probably got to be able to run too or they got to be strong in other ways. But you've got, you know, you've got this physical level that everybody's got to be able to do. Everybody's got to be able to pass the ball. Everybody's got to be able to throw it in and kick it and do all these things. So there's this, this is your core list especially for what you're talking about. This is your core list of what everybody on my team needs to be able to do. Now, you, as you do this, you're going to find the person who's extremely talented on that gazillion-dollar riding mower, mm -hmm. and then you're going to find the person who's extremely talented in edging or trimming, trimming or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you start to specialize <laughs> your team. But you as a leader have to first determine what's the foundation that every player on my team needs. What are the values that we expect? 
And then if there's a physical aspect to the job, you know, what's everybody got to be able to maintain? What do they need to look like? We do that very well in the military. It's yeah. very easy. Like, it's the easiest thing ever. In fact, I had a lot of friends that when they got out and went into corporate, they're like, I never realized how easy a uniform was. Now I actually have to decide what I wear to work every day. Right before, all we had to do was wake up, put it on, put it on, and make sure that, it, but make sure it looked good. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have but to decide. But they taught us how to make it look good. That's right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> there's that core foundation, and I think this list is your core foundation, and then you build on top of that because the last one on your list is be coachable. Well, one of the last ones, or yeah, one of yeah. the last ones, you, you know. And yeah. so that's really what you're looking for. Oh yeah, be prepared, be extra. Okay, yeah. but be coachable is in there. So yeah. let's look at being on time. It's it's about to me, that's all about respect. Respect. Respect yourself or respecting others? Or both? All of it. Because if I'm late to a job, it means the job's going to run over. So then I'm not respecting my off time on the back end either. That's the personal How respect. do you measure respect, though? Like, how do you, like, like, how do you look for that? Like, if we can look for respect, this would be a different world, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do we find somebody that respects? But I, uh, I ask you to have a series of questions, scenarios, and kind of making the best determination we can. That's what applicants are, you know, that's what mm -hmm. you're doing in the interview process. Like, okay, who's the best fit, not the fit, right? We Sometimes you get that, like, man, this is perfect, but exactly what we need, but not always, they all, you know, say, like, you know, as an owner, you you go out there and you say, uh, you're looking for this person. They say, yeah, don't look for the 100%. Look for the 80 or the 70. Perfection look, never, Even 50 exist. in some cases, right. right? You know, they just need to be able to, they might not be able to cut, trim we do all this other stuff but they might just be able to trim really really good and mm -hmm. their attention to detail with that and that's where you let them excel right and you you still give them the other stuff and maybe they can teach everybody else to trim as good as that and you and utilize that and that's solid team building right there's everybody has their strengths and they need to work toward their strengths but they need to be competent in all the other areas of the team so the the person who's really awesome at trimming still needs to know how to run the big mower just in case so this is what I would say then. If I hire somebody that really respects time and they're they're a large part of the culture, and I hire somebody that they might not value time as much, do you think that? I mean, I guess the shift could be either way, personally. But you think that person that values time, whether well, respects time, can pass that off to other people? Yes, and you also <clears throat> have to establish the hard nose in your practice. When you're building a team, there are the hard nose. So if you've got somebody, especially in the work that you're you're doing, mm -hmm. if somebody's consistently late and that's one of your hard no's, regardless of what the reason is, you know, then you might have like a, hey, first time it's going to be whatever. Second time we're going to have a conversation. Third time we're going to be looking at whether or not you need to be made available to other jobs. How do you handle that, you know, somebody's being on time and, and like they're your only worker and you depend on them? How do you handle that? I think that's when you sit back and look at, am I end up, am I going to end up doing more work trying to make up for this person by keeping them on than if I just let them go and did it, in this case, did it myself? But what you, and I forget the exact same, but like what you, what you tolerate is what you get. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if time is a very important thing to you, which in your line of business that you're talking about, yes. it is. Yeah. In some teams, it's not as big of a deal. I, I've worked with teams where... Everybody just kind of, it's collaborative, but they don't all have to be there at the exact same time. So I determine when I come in, you maybe for this job, it's, that's not an option. 
So what I would encourage you to do is look through that list and say, what are my hard no's? What are the, what are the hard stops? What are the things that absolutely you have to be on time? That's, that has to be one. Like that's, I, I would, would agree. That's a pet peeve of mine. Like, I won't respect you if you're not on time. And I would agree for what you're talking <laughs> about. If we were collaborating, you know, uh, in a tech environment, and we're working on this program together, we're coding it. It doesn't matter if we're coding at the exact same time. So if I started, yeah. that's right. Now, our, but then the, the other side of time yeah, is the, the project due, is due on this day. Right. But if I'm working at two in the morning and you're working at two in the afternoon, who cares? So that's all relative to what the project is. You need to determine that. I agree with you. In this case, being on time is. That's, that's, it's, on, it's number one on the list. It is. And I didn't make the list. So. Right. When the truck leaves. It's it's almost like missing movement it, right? when you're every, on yeah. deployment because everything is like when you know if if we're if we're controlled by a timeline, which when you're when doing landscaping you always are during the day the project itself you know because anything that spills over to another day can spill over to another project which pushes everything, um, it becomes it becomes a, a huge disaster i mean that's what it comes down so to. what question morgan would you ask somebody interviewing to try to determine whether and how they value time i mean i, I don't i guess that would be a two-part like, like is time important to you is being on time important to you and then i would ask them to tell me why okay and i was just about to say i wouldn't ask them a close-ended question because all they're going to do is say, yeah. Right, right. So you need I knew, to determine. I knew it was coming. That's why I said it's a two-part yeah. question. Because anybody that's here in the interview will say yes. Right. But that's intelligent. Right? And if they say no, then obviously we already know what direction we go. With that. Right. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but if they say yes, I'll say, okay. Like, that's the biggest thing even with coaching is, like, not just saying, like, asking a, a closing question. is like asking why. Making them articulate makes them think right? or maybe explaining to them the value of time in this specific job saying hey my number one thing on the list is being on time because the truck leaves at this time to meet the first job which keeps us on time for all the the other jobs and if we don't leave if the truck doesn't leave at a specific time it's going to mess the entire day up how how would you ensure you're going to be on time or, you know, how do you value time or how does that sit with you? So he oh, asked, I guess I got a question because I think this is really good. What I would do is like um, uh, if you are running late, if you are running late and say so you had to be at work at eight, you knew that you weren't like based off the chain events that are happening that morning, you know that, that you were going to be 10, 15 minutes late. How would you handle that situation? I think that's a great follow up. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great follow-up. So <clears throat> that's where I sit on time. Okay. I think it's a respect thing. And I think uh, I think that you've got to work it in and also determine where it fits in your team with the project that you're working on. Easy day. Uh, next one is work ethic. First, like define work ethic to me. Like what do you how would you define work ethic? And see, and that's the thing, like work ethic and maybe even effort to me are kind of almost the same type of thing. In that it means okay at work ethic. What is what what are ethics? 
Well, I mean, there's a completely different definition than what's going on here. Like for me, yeah, work like, ethic so, is I mean, how much effort I put into work. How hard do I work? I think it's what you, how do you like? I I think the ethic is like what do you believe? How do you what in the work that you do? Okay. Right, but and then that, the effort well, would be effort how falls hard. Into it. Yeah, yeah, I think effort is yeah, yeah, it does. But like we're it said, we had to separate it. Right, we had to separate the 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 act from the thought or the emotion. Yeah, so then I, I would say the emotion factors into it. My work ethic <clears throat> is I come to work with a positive attitude. I put out the best effort that I can. I take initiative, you know, as much as I possibly can. I look I look for work, right? I don't ever want to sit and, and kind of rest. And this is, I think, very much a military thing as well. None of us leave until everybody's done. done. So if, if I'm <clears throat> done with my whatever it is I'm doing, I'm going to look to see how I can help you or how I can support somebody else. Um, You're hired, that, bro. That all factor, I told you, man, I don't even like cutting my own grass. <laughs> that all factors into work ethic. Right. It's <clears throat> how I how I feel about coming in, how I feel connected to the team. Feel, yeah. It's, it's really, I guess, the feeling side. So, you know, and I wrote down here, is that nature or nurture? Is that something you're born with? Or is that something that that you you get growing up nurture i think it is too yeah and i, I look back nurture. to how i was raised nobody i don't think nobody grows up certain ways i think we're influenced by our environments people words things right. you know what i mean uh so so you could that and so that means that could be shifted it's possible if it they is, want to make of course shift. it is yeah. all of this stuff is possible yeah to be changed but as far as the zero effort um i don't know or zero talent and i get that like but to me, that is a talent because, again, you're looking for talent, but this this core foundation, this this base, I would probably look at asking them a question of, you know, a, a, around how do you feel about coming to work? How would you feel about this job? What would this job mean to you? Because if they... What would it feel like? What would it mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, if they yeah. say, you know what, I don't necessarily love cutting grass. It's not because down here further, you've got passion. It's not my passion to cut grass but I know I'm good at it and I know it makes me this amount of money and I know that my hours are between this and this. And what this does is then it allows me to go fishing every day in the afternoon. Teaches it, yeah, it, so, it, it's what value it brings to my life. Right. So how gotcha. do I feel about this job? I feel awesome. And I'm going to put forth a great amount of effort because I value these other things. I value these other things, my family or anything. Like that. That's right. So, it all kind of like is squished together. Oh my God, dude. But those are the kind of questions that you need to ask somebody. Is what was this, what would this job mean to you? It, oh, this is, this is years, a year or two ago, but like the, my, the person that gave me this list had hired some people and that just explains it. Like I, the way that they were talking, yeah, I don't really care about this or I, don't, I can do, go do something else. Like that said, and they ain't there no more. They're not invested in the They're team. They're not in, not at all. It, is, it says so much, man. Um, and this goes back to every conversation I seem to have with C, well, like C-suite folks that want to change their culture. I always ask them, well, what are your core values? And I know I've said this before on this podcast. What are your core values? And a lot of them don't know. They can't tell me. But when we start breaking it down and they figure it out, then they realize what's important to them to be able to build a culture around it, A, but to also realize that for every one of your core values – somebody else has probably a different one. And so if you value time, if you value respect and punctuality, and I don't, 
and you're establishing that culture, then I'm probably not a great fit for your organization. And that's not right or wrong. It's not that I'm a bad person. It's just that that's not something I value as deeply as you do. So right out of the gate, we're a, we're going to be a bad fit. Thank you for being my friend. I ain't got to pay you for this information. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But because this is this how valuable it is, right? Finding like I, for me, we've talked about before how like how I tell you I do things, but I don't know how I do them. Like I'm just naturally who I am. Like I don't I don't you know when somebody say all right, put that in the can, put that in a cup, put that in mm. a bottle. I'm like uh bottle what me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to bottle that. Like I just I am who I am. And so as we as coaches start to be more self aware, we start to figure out. Right, what we don't know, what what we value, and these are like this is the part of that. This is, these are the things that we've even we value. Me and you, I know for a fact, value. But that's the problem. The people that usually value these things are the hardest people to find. But that's the key in building a good team. <clears throat> the key in building a good team is realizing exactly what you're looking for. And I don't think you're there yet, just based on the conversation and the yeah. fact that you started this business two weeks ago. Yeah, I ain't never hired nobody before. Right. Yeah, I am. I've learned like this right here. I'm getting school right now. I'm you've okay never hired that. before, but you've built teams. Every day. So yeah. instead of thinking about it as hiring, think of it as building a team. But going into building a team, you need to know what your end state is, what it is that you're looking to do, your personal core values, and what you want the culture to be. Before you ever talk to another human about being a part of your team, you need to first establish that. Because if you don't, you're going to be kind of like, I believe Shotgun so, so that's the case. Then I, if 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 I if it's how I build the team, like building a team, then I would be, I would be looking for certain things that uh, that people that I would be equally yoked with, right? Like just on the same level where we can have, it's like building my inner circle. Like we we would have to have like it, it would be a different level of it, but like w it would it, these things are a part of it. Like what do you value? Uh, those I always tell people like. Um, I, I like in an interview, I would let everybody in. Like the moment we had the first interview or the first sit down or the first meeting, we're, we're, we're friends until we're not. Right. It, that might take five minutes. <laughs> that may take five years. Yeah. Like, but I want to give everybody the, uh, the, the ability to, for us to have the, that relationship. And I think you would need to realize also what it is that you're doing or offering people that, that might potentially work for you. And I work with this one company that is, um, we'll just say fast food. So I was talking to some of their leaders and they're like, well, we're not doing much for society, right? Like it's fast food. And I said, really? How many people do you have? How many of you that I'm talking to now in the C-suite and you know, the very next level started off working the counters? Like three quarters of them raised their hand. Of course, yeah. Most time they need to have the know-how. And, and helping there. them kind of understand your product might not be the best thing. It's not like you're, I don't know, creating solar panels or something, or you know, you're not saving the earth. But you're creating opportunity for people to change their lives. And I said, a lot of you in this room are representative of that. You started off in one place and now you're in a very, you're at the top of a very large company. And when you think about what you might be creating for others, and that's a question you have to ask for yourself, is you're looking at your culture and your core values. What is it that I'm trying to create? Yeah, we might be cutting grass, which 
I personally would value, right? Because I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So you are providing a service to people, a, a, a wholesome, holistic, whatever the word. Well, I'm I, for. What I say, especially about what I did, is like, let me help you get get your time back. Oh, for yeah, for the for customer, you, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's there's value for the customer. Not right. that there's not in fast food. I mean, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah. But even more so, Morgan, if you look at it from a team standpoint, what is it that you're building as opportunity for the people that you're going to bring on your team? You might be cutting grass, but I want to change your life. That's what I want to do. That's why you've got to sit down and think about this stuff when you're bringing these people in your team because – you said somebody told not you. just hiring somebody to do something exactly because that's that's when you don't know what you're gonna get. That's right. I'm bringing you into a team into you know, and I know people have an aversion to this. I don't, and I'll argue it all day. But you know me more than right. those other people. So. But you bring you bring <laughs> well, I'm saying you bring somebody into the family, right? I yeah. know there's like uh, uh, conflicting views on that, and I I respect those, and I understand where people are coming from. No, from but that. I agree with that, right? And yeah. I know we do, and so <laughs> you're bringing somebody into this 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 tight-knit kind of thing where, yeah, we're cutting grass, but we're building this thing, and I want you to be a part of it. Just like they told you, you've got to, the hardest part is to go out and get those first 10 houses, and you told me you had that in two weeks or a week or two days or whatever. Yeah, a day. Okay. Yeah. I, I would argue the hardest part is getting your best, your, like, one or two solid teammates first. Just like getting those 10 houses, then it spreads. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing happens with that one or two. I agree, and that's awesome what most of the other influencers say. Like other business owners said, those first two are very are huge. Like they will determine the rest of the culture. If you get those people that are bought into what it is that you believe, and are are bought in and empowered, it's it's over, it's over from there on. Because then they're going to go out and tell their the people that they would put their name to to bring in, and it's just going to explode. We have a friend, and he's been on the podcast, and we were just talking about him, JC. He's done that with his power washing yeah. and his, and he's like my coach. He's my coach. Yeah, for yeah, I see, <laughs> I see him all. I see his stuff all over the place, and I remember four years ago, maybe at the most, maybe five. JC showed up, and he had one truck. I remember. It's like when I was going through the season. It was when you were. Yeah. Going, he had one truck. No way. That was then. I'm pretty sure. He's huge now. And now you see those. Damn blue and yellow vehicles. Every, he's got cars. He's got trucks. He's got all kinds of stuff. But if you and we, when we had him on the show, we talked to him about culture. We didn't talk to him about power washing or hanging Christmas Nobody, lights yeah. or any of that. It was all about culture. Because he, he knows how to build one. He does. And if you look at what he's built and you watch him on social and all that stuff, and he's he's the first one to tell you, yeah, we've hired people that didn't fit. and yeah. You know, but you so learn from those. You yeah. do learn from them, and and the more you build that team, then you don't even have to be the sole person saying, "Okay, I'm going to bring this person in the team." Once you get a good core nucleus in that team, now it's a group decision. One band, one sound. And this is what I love yeah. about the tech companies, the ones that I've been exposed to. They've got a really rigorous hiring process, and when they bring people in. They go meet all of the members of the team they're going to be working on before they ever come in to meet, like, kind of the final interview. And if they don't pass the team interview, they don't even talk to the person who's actually going to hire. And if you can get to that point with your company where your people are kind of filtering and screening, and then they're like, hey, Morgan, we got one you think you should check out. 
Because they already been filtered. They've already been filtered. And they and feel they already know what I want too. That's right. And they're the ones who that's are gonna be working with them day in and day out. That's why this guy worked out so well because when my wife and daughter brought it and they she, they said they they he, he said my wife came and she said, I got something I want to tell you. And she never gets involved in business yeah. with me, ever, ever, never. And uh she she was she said, I think that he's very respectful and and you know, we got daughters, so we deal with dudes on that sure, level yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. And like he wanted to talk to my oldest, the one that he didn't know she was married, but like he went and asked my wife. He's like, you know, I know that I, I'm assuming that you're her mother, and I, what I like to do, I would like to ask your permission to talk to her if that's okay, dude. And, I, and, my, and people are like, oh, that's normal. That ain't normal, bro. Like, yeah, I, I'm no. around a lot of dudes, and that is that's a rare thing, right? Even if you had an ulterior motive, like they most people don't have those type of um, manners anymore, right? Um, and she brought him to me, and she said, "She said, I, I know what you're. I, I know who you are, you know." And then he came back, and she's like, and he was telling me how she was describing, like, "This is what you need to expect. If this ain't what you want, this is who he is." Mm-hmm. And my daughter was, and my daughter was probably more raw because you know my kids. Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, don't be. He, no, don't, he, he don't take. No, he pull mess no around and find yeah. out." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. so he's like, "Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready." And he was excited. He told, and it was just a different feeling. And you've got to respect what then, if let's say you bring him into the team, he's got his own natural network. And I know he's not from here. Yeah, but he will create it. He will create it. And who's not to say he moved here from wherever? Who's not to say he doesn't reach back to somebody who's in a similar situation as him to say, hey, man, there's a good thing up here. You might want to consider moving. If if I'm grooming him correctly, like I should be building a team, because if I if I'm hiring somebody, I'm saying, here you go, do this. Like if I hire a freelancer, I don't need to talk to you or anything. Like just go create that image or whatever, and then give it back to me. But if I'm creating a team, I'm like, go create that. Let's then they come back. Let's talk about it. But even a freelancer, because you and I have done this when we did our logo, right? And when we've done our own stuff for our businesses, right. you send them, hey, here's the feel I want. Here's you're basically telling them it's the the freelancer or the um, marketing or whatever version of your values. Here's what I'm looking for. I want, I like these colors. I like this feel. I like blah, blah, blah. Right. It's the exact same thing with your values that you're trying to create for this team. And you need, that's what you need to push out when you're creating a team, not what it is they need to do. Yeah. Dude, anybody can cut grass. And I know, you know, there's Facts. No, I totally agree. Like that, that's a, it's a skill. Like that can be taught. And you can train them to do it a certain way. Like stuff Correct. you were telling me in the truck, yeah. I was like, whoa. Just, just like drill, yeah. bro. Like That's right, yeah. And the people that have no rhythm, no nothing, everybody's drilling on one, like even without even thinking after about a, about a month of it, right? They just do it. It just mm-hmm. becomes natural in here like because you, you reinforce it. You reinforce it. You made the corrective action, right? And you you show them that you see them. You show them that they're capable and, and they can... And then you appreciate it. You celebrate their wins, right? But then you hold them accountable. You don't punish them when they don't succeed. You hold them accountable. And that's different. That's understanding. That's love. Like, man, I'm about to hire the, the biggest, best team in the big old world. Let's move number three, man. Yep. Um, we got like two more, and we got a little time to do so. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a two-parter, everybody. <laughs> um, effort. We can go through that one pretty, because I think we kind of touched base on it. Like, we kind of – obviously, we know that, you know – Work ethic is more internal and effort yeah, how do you is feel like about it? Yeah. physical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I kind of, I mean, as a coach, like a uh, athletic coach, like effort, like I can, I can determine like how bad, how bad do you want it, 
right? Yeah. Like how, what what actions? How how what is your your will to put the work needed to make it better, to make it look good, right? Um, what level of effort are you going to put in to accomplish correct. the job? With the guy again, we speak about him again. He didn't have a printer, right? Yeah. He didn't, he know he he's, he's staying with his brother. Um, he, he and I said I wanted you to take this. I want you to type this up and print it out. Well, he don't have a computer, right? He ain't got a printer. Yeah. And he don't have internet, right? And so what he did is he typed it up on his phone, took screenshots, and sent it. To, he asked his boss at his, uh, his other job, he said, could you please print this out for me? And he said, he, he said it, it might not be perfect, but like, I, I created it on my phone. I did the best I could, and I made it happen. I said, that's all I asked. And that's effort. That's showing effort in the sense of— I knew he had effort when, he was, yeah. when I heard he was walking to work and right. from the distance. Like, I, that already gave me a—that's why I wanted to talk to him. So questions here, though, you <clears> might consider asking or— when did you show the most effort or in the past? Ask them about when have you done things in the past that will give me an example of how you've shown effort or what you consider effort to be. Because mm. what I consider effort may not, because and I got high standards, I ain't going to lie. Right. So he might say, <laughs> well, this one time I did X, Y, and Z. And you're like, okay, that my perception of that is it's that not Iron a lot Man of mentality. effort. Right. <laughs> Compared to that. So I, I would encourage when you're building teams to ask those types of questions when you're looking for talent because they're, they're stories. Everything is best through stories. They're going to be able to tell you a story about when they showed effort or um, what they consider effort to be, stuff like that. Because he would say he would – one of the stories of effort that he gave me, and we wasn't even talking about effort, is one thing that he said, I used to, he said, yeah, I used to cut grass with my uncle. And we used to go around, he said, but we didn't have all this fancy equipment. We push mowed every yard in Florida. Mm. And I was like, one, it's hot. Two, push mowing is not an easy thing. Like, yeah. it's never been an easy thing. So to go do that job with it, I said, that okay, that shows me that you, ha you have effort. You have grit. And that's yep. what I'm looking for, right? Um, boo, this is a good one. Body language. Yeah. It's a good one because it's hard <laughs> for me. <laughs> I think you've got to trust your gut. And I think this is one, and I love, you know, it takes, it, it requires zero talent. Um, this is just how people present themselves. And you were telling another story about somebody who had yep. been interviewed yep. that showed up disheveled and, you know, just not the type of, not what you value, because you've got this vision of what you want knocking on the door saying, hey, you know, we're here from the company to cut your grass, whatever. And I hit you with a diversity thing, like especially uh, me being black, right? And him being, he's a black gentleman too. How we show up to somebody that is not black's door is judged. I don't care what, like, it, sure. it, it is. And so we have to be professional. We have to speak accordingly. We have to have manners. We have to be clean and cut, right? And so when you show up and you don't care about those things, I can't put you out in front because not only am I, you're not representing me well, you're not representing yourself well. Right. You know, or our culture, right? Um, and, that, and that's not, you know, people are like, oh, you had to, yeah, I'm black. I got to worry about that stuff. I'm just straight up. Like, yeah. I can't come looking crazy because if I, if I even right now, y'all know what I do. I get what I get paid to do. And I, if I showed up, look dressed differently, I would automatically be judged because of my skin color. Yeah. Right? And so, like, that was a big one for me. Like, how he carried himself when he saw me. He reached out his hand and said, you know, this is this is who I am. Nice to meet you, sir. So he's already, and we've determined that respect is a big thing. He's already showing you respect. Right. And not deferential respect, just respect. Correct. You know, human to human, man to man, whatever you want to call it. 
he's already showing you respect. That's positive body language. And that, I would say, is also nurture, right? Like yeah. how you're raised. Um, and so these are little things that you can cue in on as you're looking to build your team. But when you're talking to people, if somebody shows up disheveled, that's saying they didn't even respect the interview enough to, to show up in a way that they felt they wanted to present themselves. So if they're not doing that in an interview, how do you think they're going to do when they're actually out working, you know, eight hours a day, hot and sweaty, cutting grass? Like, yeah, he's always said, yes, Miss, Miss Lattimore, Mr. Lattimore, yes, sir, no, sir. Like he's, he's, oh man. Eye contact is a big one for Always. me. Always, he does, and he looks right. And, Eye contact and, and, is and huge. You can tell he's a little. I'm, I'm a strong individual when yeah. I'm in front of people, but like he, he handled it well. Like I was, I mean, you just validating everything yeah. I feel about the guy. Well, and it doesn't. Know? Again, it doesn't require any talent. It just requires, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, awareness. I, I'm gonna hit you with the last one so we can kind of wrap this wrap one this up. One yeah. up. Uh, energy. I think that goes with body language to some degree. I mean, I think they're not synonymous, but they are. I think are, it goes to all of that stuff, like yeah, all, yeah. The, all the above and probably all the, 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 the next stuff that we're going to talk about because it's energy, like, and those energy is created by thoughts and feelings and effort and Is it positive energy? Are they showing yeah. up like, oh, man, I just need a job. I just need to pay my he bills. He showed up hungry. Or are they showing up hungry? He yeah. showed up hungry. And he talks about, like, being at work. Like, he said, people just, they ain't keeping up. Yeah. Like, I want more. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I heard. I read the first time I talked to him. I was. I was like getting amped up because yeah. he was. So what does that look like? He said they just don't support us well. So so what? How do mean they don't support you well? And he's like because like when I'm when I'm free, I go clean something else or do something else, and everybody else just walk around here doing anything. But when there's something to do, like we got to earn what we want. And I was, oh, that's right. And I think energy also is again that positive. You know, are they generally happy? And that goes back to work <clears throat> ethic because they're happy to wake up and come to work and. All that stuff kind of fits into one, but you can tell. You can tell just with people in general. Are you talking to a positive person or are you talking to a pessimistic yeah. person? Are you talking to a creator or are you talking to or somebody who's in victim, maker. Oh, yeah. victim mindset? Always victim mindset. And I, you don't oh, want to hire somebody like that or bring somebody like that? that into a team. This is how we do it. Let's figure it out. Let's yeah. find a way. I want to hear that. I want to, you know, and that, I, I learned that, you know, as we we shut this down, but. I learned that like how you ask questions, right? Like you to people, um, how, like not not about like what can you do, but I'm looking for people within my organization that that will be a part of my organization that are that are builders, that are creative thinkers, that mm -hmm. are, that are proactive, right? And so you have to ask those style questions. They're not, not just, just cutting grass; they're building a team. Correct. They're building the culture that they you want. You make me go yeah. back and look at my job description all over again, actually. <laughs> And I am. But anyway, uh, we're going to have to wrap this one. We, this will definitely be a two-parter. So. We, we got five more left. Uh, attitude, passion, being coachable, doing doing extra, and being prepared. So stay tuned for that one. Thank you for listening. I think this was huge, 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 especially for me. If you're looking to build a team, you're looking to bring on more uh, employees, right? Tell me if this is helpful for you in the comments. Like, man, that episode rocked. Like, Or just put something else on there and then you'll be good. So um, that's all I got. Yeah. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Uh, jump back in on the, the next episode. We're going to, here in the studio, we're going to take a break, come back and reset and, and uh, do another one. Yeah, you're not going to get it to next week, though. But yeah. That's right. There we go. All right. All see right. you later. Bye. Thanks, everybody.